Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 19th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of the sharper GPP NBA players that I know, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing well, Coach. And normally, as we jump on here for another DFS Coach Talk podcast my thir- my first thought is the nba but to be honest today it's college basketball this would have been the no. first game of march madness right here because as we record this just afternoon on the east coast we'd all be tuned into cbs for the first game i know it's devastating man i i was thinking about that all morning i was like oh this is one of the the most fun days for a basketball fan the kickoff of the NCAA tournament. So it is a hard pill to swallow, my friend. There's no doubt. Big time. This is just unlike any other March we've had. No question about it. I mean, who would ever believe that this would be our reality right now? But, you know, our goal with, with uh, you know, picking up the, the podcast and just continuing, you know, grinding through and, and, doing a podcast every day, even though there's no live sports going, uh, you know, our strategy was very simple. We want to, you know, continue to stay in touch with our members and with uh, people that, you know, are interested in, in the sports world and obviously are missing it greatly right now. And just, you know, uh, show that we're not going to uh, bend under these circumstances. You know, we're going to give people a little escape they could jump on, you know, for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, and just sort of listen to a, a podcast that is near and dear to their hearts for, you know, the the game of basketball and baseball and DFS in general, um, even if it's, in, you know, on this hiatus uh, situation, you know, we still want to set the table, use our time very uh, wisely, and I think that it's smartest you know not only just to be a distraction during these tough times for everybody but let's prepare so when we do come back which we will we'll certainly persevere over this um we're going to be ready we're going to be sharper we're going to be ready to go and and you know my feelings on the whole simulation stuff and league of legends um you know i just think all of that is just noise i i'm I still think we can use this time to sort of take a disciplined look at what's coming up and how we can be ready for it when it jumps back in. Because, you know, Andrew, when when sports come back, you know, if they get the green light to go, whatever that date is, whether it be May 1st or whatever, if everybody starts back up in sports on that day, it is going to be wild DFS nuts. So let's be ready, you know. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm I'm more into the simulations than you are. I think there yeah. are some some things to be taken away from that and ways that we can improve our DFS skills and, and processes by, by well, looking share, at that. So, share some of that with us, because I know some of our listeners, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer about it. I just I don't because it's not real. I just don't like it. But I know a lot of people are messing with those free entries and stuff. So why don't you share some of your thoughts? I know. Uh, I think you cashed for five cents, didn't you? Yeah, I cashed three out of my five lineups yesterday. Now, don't double up today, you know, (laughs) bankroll management, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, one of the fun things about it to me is that it's a new game. And anytime you have a new game, it's a new challenge to try to figure out the rules and the strategy. And the rules and the strategy are different in these simulations than a regular DFS contest. And so that's just the kind of the game side of me. You know, my whole life I've loved games and rules and strategies, as, as I know you do, too. I mean, that's yeah. part of the whole thing. So for that particular game, um, that that was the fun sort of intellectual challenge of, of figuring out the rules and realizing that in these simulations on FanDuel, there are no real matchups being simulated. So if it says Cleveland against Houston, they're not actually playing each other in any sort of simulation. It's just up there for 
uh, a label so that you know those two teams are involved in the simulation. And interesting, interesting. I so bet then, most people don't realize that. Yeah, because I mean, we've all heard about simulations uh, and sports analytics and computer models and simulations that run a particular contest hundreds of thousands of times and figuring right. out the odds of what we think is going to happen. And so the natural thought would be to assume that that's what that means. But if you go deep into the rules, the fine print of the FanDuel simulation, you see that that's not what it is. And what they're doing is they're just taking a random game that each player has played earlier in the season, sort of like a, a random drawing. And that is the part of it that is that is luck. And so it is certainly much more luck than a normal DFS contest. And so I'm with you that it's far inferior in that way. But basically, they just say, OK, on this particular night. So this is Thursday, March 19th. We're going to do a random drawing. And the game that we might end up picking is, you know, Russell Westbrook on December 1st. So how many fantasy points did he get in that game? And that was from a real NBA game. And whatever, okay. however many fantasy points he got that night is what you get for this night. Wow. And the tricky thing is that each player is different. So it's not, well, what did all of the the Houston guys get that night? It's what did, what did Russell Westbrook get on December 1st? What did James Harden get on December 15th? What did Covington get on January 15th? So each player is separate and it's completely random, but... It is based on reality. It is based on what did, you know, it's not going to be that Harden got 100 fantasy points or four fantasy points because he hasn't done that this season. So you know that it's going to be one of the games that Harden played this season. And so uh -huh. that's where you can get into evaluating. All right. Well, knowing that I, I know what all the options are, it's going to be one of these games. And so that's how you can pick players in this simulation is hmm, you look at you look at. Yeah. So you look at their salary. And, you know, you look at all the top studs on any given slate and if, you know, Westbrook and Trey Young and Harden and Lillard are all similarly priced. Well, if you if you dig in, you're going to look at their game logs and figure out, well, which guy is is more consistently around his season average, which guy has more ceiling games, which guy has more floor games. Right. And then, and then you adjust accordingly. And interesting. You know, one of the benefits of doing that it, for our listeners who are going to participate in these is you really dig in and look and study and say, well, you know, how many times did Harden go over 70 fantasy points? How many down games did he have under 40 fantasy points? Hmm. And, you know, just looking at those guys, for example, you're going to see that Lillard is really consistent. Uh, right. You know, Trey Young has had some more floor games than you might realize. And so. That's one of the things that I'm trying to take out of it is, OK, I'm taking advantage of this extra time, dig into these guys games, game logs and figure out, you know, which of these guys are more consistent, more volatile, because um, I think that can uh, impact how we pick our players moving forward in the regular DFS contests. That's a great point, man. You you have won your case in my uh, coach's court here because I was. Uh, totally against it. But now that you explain it that way, not that I like it, but I, I get it now, at least, you know, from a consistency standpoint, uh, it's it's not a bad little study, I guess. Although, you know, taking a guy like I did, Malik Beasley, when I did it, now I understand why he did so bad because he had right. most of the games he played this year. He didn't do that much until he got to Minnesota the last two weeks, and he's been fantastic. So I get that. So it's, you know, I guess it, it to pass the time, it's good. I get it. Uh, I think, you know, one step, and, and I'll, I'll go through these right now, and, and I think whatever you do to look at the teams, we're going to obviously, as uh, we released our, our schedule of how we're going to do the podcast every day, and we're going to try to look at two teams a day starting on March 25th. Uh, and we're just going to dig down into those teams and discuss what we're looking at when they come back so that we keep everything in, you know, fresh in mind. Who was hot? 
who just came back from an injury? You know, how how is this time off going to maybe help some players that need to recover? All of the different aspects so that, you know, we take notes and remember if it's a month from now or a month and a half from now or whatever that that time frame is, we have notes sort of who that we think is going to start out quicker, who's not. So I, I like, you know, just keeping it in mind and not just putting it to the side because, uh, you know, I guarantee you once they do start up, people are going to be scrambling to try to remember what the rotations were, what was going on and all that stuff. So I get it. I mean, you know, whatever whatever people want to do to get through the time of, of not having uh, sport is, is uh, reasonable to me. I don't believe that either FanDuel or DraftKings will, will do this simulation stuff in, in any actual real money contest. Do you? I don't. I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me, but I, I think that this is more entertainment. Uh, it is a way to stay connected to the sites, stay connected to the games. Um, and you also see how even just in the last day, they've switched the prize pool where first place on FanDuel went from 400 down to 100. The min cash went from a nickel up to a quarter. So they've, and they've decreased the player pool, the, 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 um, the prize pool. So I think it's, it's not like it's trending up in terms of prize Something, money. Right, right. Um, they did increase the number of entries you can make. So you can put in five teams instead of one. So right. I, I think, you know, it is, it is, it's fun and entertaining to some degree. Um, I, you know, the downsides of it, I feel uh, similarly as you do about them. You know, anything that's more luck than skill, we don't right. really like. And it is, it is a simulation. It is basically a random drawing, but there's certainly still some skill that goes into it. Um, but sure. I agree, you know, overall, our goal here is to do as much as we can in this period to get ready for that DFS bonanza that you mentioned when all these sports are going to come back probably, you know, very close to each other. Oh, and, sure. you know, hopefully if things go well in society, it's the, you know, it's not as bad as it could have been, you know, the casualties are limited and, you know, we, we move forward as a society and start to get back to normal. It's going to be an exciting time and we want to strategize and be ready to be even better at our DFS contest than we were before. No doubt about it. And I think that, you know, it takes a little bit of discipline to use this time frame as a preparation time. Everybody's looking for instant gratification of playing something or doing something at that moment but this almost becomes like a study period in my book for uh, preparation when things do uh, kick back off so you know we're looking at it in that uh, way and I think it's different than you know most people are out in the industry I don't know anybody else really that's doing uh, what we're going to do here uh, over the next month or so uh but I think it'll give us an advantageous spot when we get back in there. And, you know, our goal is to not only give our DFS Coach Talk family and community a chance to, you know, listen in and, and stay connected. Uh, hopefully it opens up some new doors for us for people that hadn't heard of us yet. I mean, unfortunately, we were only three weeks into this when the stoppage occurred. Off to a great start, tons of momentum, you know, great members. And, uh, you know, the goal is to just pick up right where we left off as soon as, uh, you know, we get the thumbs up to get all this going. So we're going to have fun with this stuff. You know, obviously, the underlying thing, you know, will always be our thoughts and prayers are with everybody. And we all support everybody doing self-isolation or whatever they have to do not to spread this. I think that the more... Uh, responsibility every everybody takes in, in not allowing this to spread any further is going to expedite getting back to a normal world and certainly getting back to the DFS sports that we love. So we, we're in support of that all the way. Uh, and, and we hope that, you know, this, uh, this information is going to help you build up and get ready to just crush it. And I did mention before, if you're interested in jumping uh, on with us, we, uh, you can catch us at 
uh, dfscoachtalk.com. That's our website. You can learn a little bit about us there, uh, our staff, what we're trying to accomplish, sort of what our uh, strategy is a little bit and and how we're, we're looking to go forward. And if you want to jump into DFS Coach Talk, jump in because we have a wonderful Discord where uh, our members are chatting uh, quite a bit, going you know just over all kinds of chit chat about sports. I know baseball's been in everybody's mind because that would be just about kicking off soon um, as well. So we, you know, what we did is we took a proactive uh, approach at this right when it was it was actually the night of the Gobert news and when we saw what was coming and just froze everybody's membership. So if you do jump in with us, you're not going to be on the clock with your membership whatsoever. It is frozen until the first day that we start back uh, with with active DFS games that we can play in sport. So feel free to jump on that. You can also catch us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. If you want to tweet some questions to us, this is a perfect time to do that uh, because we're going to be going over some really in-depth things over the next four podcasts in particular. Uh, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And our other NBA pro is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. So, yeah, this, I mean, let's use this time to answer those questions that we were getting quite a bit of uh, prior to uh, this stoppage, and we're going to dig deep on them. So the, the next four podcasts, I think, will be the most helpful for DFS players without question. Uh, tomorrow's is is going to be a, a discussion uh, uh, of the different DFS. No, tomorrow, no, we're starting out with uh, the discussion on uh, the process itself. What are we looking at? How are we developing our lineups? What is the you know three-step program that we use? We talk about all the time. Uh, and we'll go through that in depth and why each is important and why, uh, you know, each helps us develop those lineups that we end up putting out. The following day, we're going to review the DFS sites directly. We're going to talk about all four of the main ones. DraftKings, FanDuel, Fantasy Draft, and Yahoo. So we'll go over those. There's a lot to discuss there because the rules are completely different. The scoring, the late swap, etc. So we'll go over that. On on the 22nd is going to be talking strictly about contest selection. That's been a huge, huge issue for some of our members initially uh, of just playing really the wrong contests with the wrong bankroll. So we're going to talk about both cash and GPP, uh, and what contest to select based on the percentage of your bankroll, how those, you know, what you can expect from those, how they differ, and there's some really good stuff that we'll get into uh, there for sure. And then on the 23rd, we're gonna we're gonna wrap that all together in bankroll management. We'll talk about, you know, if you're a person that has $25 invested. 250 or 2500. We'll sort of go through those three models, talk about what uh, sites are best, what uh, contests are best, how you should split between uh, cash and GPP. And these are proven things. These aren't just our opinions. You know, this is from a study of looking at how pros that have made a really good living at this uh, have done it over a, a four or five year period since a fantasy or uh, DFS started. And I'm also going to put my twist in there because I, I think there's just a little tweak that other people don't uh, do that's sort of a little bit of the secret sauce of DFS coach talk. So that's going to be our, our schedule the next uh, days. And the good thing about it is I think that'll give you a good base as we start talking about the teams. And then on the 25th, we'll start and go through uh, each day, two teams in depth. That'll run us all the way, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, through uh, April 8th. 
and then we'll we'll uh, shift gears a little bit and we're going to mix a baseball into the uh the whole uh situation at that point so we'll start down that road because we really don't know an end date for this so we you know we want to get you uh, prepared and and you know that's sort of the series of events we're going to follow so uh what what is your take andrew do you think this is going to be helpful information uh for those of our our members and hopefully those folks that want uh, are looking for a good landing spot in community for dfs absolutely yeah i think the next five shows or so that are general strategy are going to be very helpful i mean that's the whole point here is take this break and try to educate our listeners with all the things that we've learned along the way. And I also want to give a a plug for those shows that we're going to do when we're going to break down two NBA teams per show. And I think that's going to be really important because I wanted to touch on the interview that Adam Silver did yesterday on ESPN. Yes. One of the big takeaways for me was I have the sense that Adam Silver – and the rest of the owners are going to do everything they can to salvage as much of this season as possible. I mean, the the owners are already looking into August for arena dates, working on potential scheduling. There's obviously a lot of money at stake, um, you know, not to mention just the tradition of having as close to an 82 game schedule as possible. But I, I think they're going to try to play as much of the regular season as they can, not just the playoffs. If this timeline goes according to what the CDC has announced so far, I mean, if gatherings are limited to mid-May and then let's say NBA games start in mid-June, I I would think they're going to want to play at least 10 regular season games for each team. That way, all of the NBA teams get some benefit and don't lose the rest of the revenue from the rest of the regular season. Right. And if any, if anything, like you said on the podcast yesterday, maybe they shorten a series or two in the playoffs from seven games down to five. But I think they're going to try to get all NBA teams as many regular season games as possible uh, for revenue and everything else, you know, team experience, team growth. And so that's why I think it's important to go through each team because mm-hmm. – as everybody knows, you, you got to be able to analyze all 30 teams um, to, to maximize your performance in NBA DFS. And, you know, I just want to mention one of the races in particular, that race for the eighth seed in the West. You yeah. know, I think mo- most fans would be really dis- disappointed if we don't get to see New Orleans, among others, try to track down Memphis, because wouldn't that just be an incredible first round matchup if we get the Lakers against the Pelicans? Uh, yeah, that would be something, man. No doubt. And if you just look at the the team schedules for what was coming up in the next 10 games, New Orleans and Memphis were going to play twice. And Memphis has a very difficult schedule. So Hmm. the the Pelicans are only three back in the loss column. They get to play Memphis twice in the next 10 games. And Memphis has to also play Utah, Oklahoma City. Milwaukee, Boston, and Toronto twice. Wow. So, you know, even if they just play 10 games, that gives New Orleans a legitimate chance to catch Memphis. And then all of a sudden we have a much more exciting first-round matchup in the West, not to mention, you know, all the other exciting matchups. But once again, that will help ratings in the playoffs. Every Everybody wins. So um, that's why I think it's going to be great to break down, you know, as we go into late March and early April, as we do two NBA teams per show, I, I think it will be important to really take a deep dive into each team, where where they stand, where they might be when they come back, what what their goals might be. Um, and so that's what we're going to try to do. No, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, good reasons to, to do it this way and to prepare us for whatever the fallout is, even if it is uh, shortened schedule or whatever. But, you know, the, the takeaway I got from <clears throat> listening to the interview with Rachel Nichols, uh, with and, uh, Andrew, uh, Adam Silver, <laughs> uh, was, you know, he, obviously nobody knows. It's that simple. But, you know, I, I did hear 
a couple of things in there that were interesting. He uh, Silver's always been sort of wanting to change the t- the date that the league started. He's talked about doing an in-season tournament. He's always uh, been tinkering with stuff. And if it's ever going to change, I guess this is the time that we may see some major changes. Because if they do finish this season late, my gut feeling tells me the next season won't start until Christmas. And he mentioned that a bit as well to give some validity to that. But the reason being is then you're not, you know, going against the NFL so much, which is still, you know, the highest ranked as far as, as, far as view, you know, people viewing it. And you go a little bit more into to summer, which is no big, big deal with, you know, indoor arenas. So I think we'll see that shift uh, take place as well. But again, it's all going to depend on, you know, how this all plays out. But don't be surprised if, if there's a giant change going forward in the NBA schedule and how it's going to work. Now, the thing that's, that's, that is also just a heartbreaker for me, I'm sick about it, is not just the fact that we don't get to watch the NCAA tournament, which would have started we'd be watching right now, but as far as the NBA goes, this domino effect. So my favorite trip every year is the NBA uh, Summer League. My son and I had so much fun last year, and uh, it's just the greatest place to, to be a basketball junkie. That's obviously gone. Uh, we don't know how it's going to push back or affect <clears throat> the draft. We don't get to see any of these seniors playing in the tournament. So it's going to, you know, they're going to have to do some kind of combine, I think, to address that. It also shuffles back and moves the Olympics, which, you know, we crushed it in FIBA last year. So that was a that would have been fantastic to be able to play that in DFS. That's going to be gone. I think what I've heard is they may just move the Olympics one full year. But again, they're still trying to determine that. And then the preseason obviously is either going to go away, be shortened, or push back, which, you know, 15 and 3 this past preseason. So all those ancillary pieces are all going to be affected. And it's all going to domino into whatever this turns out to be. And it's sort of a downer. But, you know, the bottom line is whatever it does adjust, and to your point, if they do try to squeeze the most out of this particular season, just from a revenue standpoint, I think it's also a community healing thing when yes. you're allowed to come together and root for a team. Because let's face it, this social isolation stuff, it's hard. I even find myself being like a little down because you're not around people. You're not rallying you're, you know, with stuff. You're not talking and communicating. I mean, it's just so bizarre. And I think once the, we get the okay, there's not going to be anything better than going to an NBA game and rooting for your team in the playoffs. Like my son and I are, were so stoked up for the Mavericks because they've been they've missed the playoffs several years in a row now. With you know, and now that that Luca and, and Porzingis are there, they're going to make it. It looks like, and we were fired up for that. So I think those kind of things, you know, from just from a community standard are going to be a good thing. And it will come back. Something's going to shake loose here and we'll get a schedule down and we'll get things going in the right direction. But, you know, silver made it clear though, it was going to affect a lot of things and we'll react to those and figure those out as we go. But, you know, what, what further will make it even more complicated is not just NBA, but everybody else is looking, what is major league baseball going to do? Hockey, has you know a small bit of their season left and their playoffs then what happens with football does that just start when all these other sports are in the middle of their seasons or finishing up their season so a lot of questions to be answered but let me put it to you this way if you're a multi-sport dfs player you may find yourself in september rostering an nba an nhl an mlb and a NBA roster. I mean, it might <laughs> end up like that, you know? It's going to be from famine to feast, I guess, if you look at it from that direction. Yeah, but, I agree. And I, I took away a lot of those th- same things you did in terms of the potential schedule changes going forward. And <clears throat> I would be quite excited if 
the NBA made that schedule started on Christmas because then we could really focus on football for the regular season. And then once it's starting to slow down and get ready for the playoffs, then we can transition to basketball. Then we get NBA all during the summer. So for those who aren't as into baseball, you don't have to worry about the dog days of August when all you have is baseball. When you're waiting for the baseball playoffs, you're going to have all the regular NBA stuff. So I think it could end up being a really positive change in terms of the schedule. It could be. And it probably wouldn't have happened unless something like this took place to shift, you know, make a dynamic shift like that. But I guarantee you in the long run from everything from TV revenue to just, you know, uh, the whole aspect of growth, I think that the NBA would much rather compete with Major League Baseball than the NFL. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see how it shakes out, but uh, we will be ready. And that's something that I can't say that I don't I think let's use that to our advantage. Let's be ready where other people are just sitting dormant and not, uh, you know, preparing themselves for when this comes back. So a couple of things real quick. Um, You can catch us seven days a week. We're going to we're not going to miss a show. We're just we're going to keep on podcasting right throughout this whole uh, shutdown time. And you can find us everywhere podcasts are found. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. And still, we need that, you know, everybody has a little extra time. So now you have time to rate, review, subscribe, uh, give us five stars, put a little comment on there. We're, we are going to give a, a one-month membership, uh, all, all access membership uh, to uh, DFS Coach Talk for, for those that uh, – do a five-star and a comment. We're going to have a drawing for one of those people to win. And also, you know, those thumbs up and clicking that little bell on uh, YouTube is very important. So then you know when one of our podcasts goes up. Uh, We're going to try to do it, you know, around lunchtime each day, hopefully in that neighborhood, um, and try to be as consistent with it as we can so you can keep an eye uh, out on that. So, um that's really the whole spiel. Um, the main thing, too, I don't want to forget because obviously with all of this being in everybody's uh, 100% mindset, we still want to support uh, a wonderful cause that still you know, wasn't that long ago that we had talked a lot about. And that was the Mamba on 3 uh, wonderful fund that's been set up uh, by Kobe's widow. And you can go to MAMBA. O-N-T-H-R-E-E dot org and, uh, you know, donate there. I mean, it is a wonderful cause. I mean, those people that the families of that were are the survivors of those that were lost and now they're having to face this dilemma with everybody else. uh, It's got to be extremely hard time. So I know they can use everybody's help. Um, You know, and I guess my message is let's have fun with this. Uh, Let's. Let's grow with it. Let's try to continue to put uh, efforts toward it. Let's use our time frame in, you know, that that we're off of sports here, if you will, to uh, grow and be better and communicate still and uh, be strong. I mean, I know we we have listeners all over the world. And one thing that we have found that this this virus has done is we're all on the same page. I mean, there's nobody that has been able to avoid this. It doesn't matter what country, what nationality, race, gender. It, you know, it, it does not exclude anybody. It doesn't matter if you're super rich or super poor. I mean, it's, it's uh, I guess, in a sense, a way for everybody to realize we are all in this together. And it sounds cliche, but it's true. I mean... We're all in the same fight every day, and you know we need to take take that to heart. And you know there was there's been so much separation and just diversity and and such, especially in the states uh, over the last few years. And you know I think we need to flush all that and just realize, hey, we're you know this is an effort of everybody. We're all on this, you know, planet together. We're all trying to survive together. 
we're all trying to enjoy life. We're all trying to, you know, do good things. So if, if anything positive comes out of this, it's got to be, I hope, uh, that entire sentiment that everybody, you know, from our friends in Australia that are listening to our friends in England that are listening, I know they're going on a national shutdown of everything there to our friends in Italy we have listeners uh, from all of those places. So, you know, let this be a little respite for you. Let this be a little bit of distraction. And, uh, you know, let's try to uh, turn things into a positive because we will survive this. We, there's no doubt. It's just uh, a blip in the radar when we'll look back and and uh, this will just be a very short period of time. So any other thoughts from your side, uh, Andrew? No, really well said, Coach. Um, we got to battle through this together and um, come out stronger on the other side. Absolutely. And we'll also be looking to clean up uh, with all those DFS Coach Talk symbols on all the, the DFS sites, cleaning up all the tournaments and uh, scooping all the money. That'll make it a little bit more fun. Yes, indeed. All right, my man. I guess uh, that is it for today. We we really didn't have a specific subject today, but we still managed to go on for quite some time, as we always do. <laughs> but uh, that's a cool thing. So, you know, that don't miss these next four particular podcasts. I mean, I'm telling you, they are going to be very, very important as far as process, sites, uh contest selection and bankroll management i mean it's really everything if you're going to do dfs even as like a somewhat serious uh hobby even if it's not your profession or you're you're making a living at it which most people don't the very small minority do but if you want to be profitable which we all do then you know we need to get really buckled up and 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 uh, tuned in to what we're going to be discussing these next four podcasts so Sounds good, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. I guess that will wrap it up for today. Um, we shoot out those questions to us uh, on our Twitter. Uh, you can even just uh, go to DFS Coach Talk uh, at and and shoot the questions there. Our pros have access to that, where we can we can get those answers out there. Or if there's specific questions you have about the things we discussed that we're going to be talking about on these next four podcasts that you want us to include in there. Uh, this would be the, the best time to, to fire off those questions so that we can include them in our uh, podcast. So, all right. We want to thank you all for joining us for this uh, edition, although uh, a little bit different edition of DFS coach talk uh, for my fellow NBA pros, Mike Apatria and Andrew Hansen. I am Coach, and we will look to catch you again tomorrow as we look to prepare to crush it in NBA DFS. Way to dribble up and down the court, just like I.